is subject to this, an Ace Attorney fan cast. I'm Stephanie. Right item of clothing, maybe the wrong color. I'm Michelle, a poison cup of coffee. Yeah, we're here. We're we're talking about <laughs> that anime and uh, news and... Boop, 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 boop. Stephanie, guess what? We have some news. It's breaking. Wait, what? We've actually held on to it from the last episode. We did. <laughs> it's not breaking at all. I can't even act surprised because we did. It's, uh, it's just that the Western release of the remaster of the original trilogy for Switch is coming out April 9th in, in the West. Yay. Digital only. Yay. Yay. I will buy it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to muster enthusiasm yet again. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Constantly. Well, that's it. Episode's over. <laughs> we got nothing else. I mean, I have news, but it's not Ace Attorney news. It's object to this news, which is, man, am I dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, tell me. <laughs> About once a year, I get the taste of poison coffee within my stomach. <laughs> And it, it feels like I've chomped on some poison glass, and it just kind of hangs out, and I kind of want to die. Yeah. You haven't been able to eat normal food normally for so long now. Now, I was, you know, doing like a track my calories thing before this happened, and now I know exactly how little I am eating, which is not to say I'm starving. No. So there's not that to worry about. But anyway, this episode's not going to be super long from the drought and the pain. The drought and the pain and also the fact that they... Not that pain. That pain. Not that pain. Pain. (laughs) That pain. Gotcha. Okay. The fact that they have split the anime so very badly because there was the two episodes of the Mia flashback case with uh, With Carrie Falls... And then there was, like, five episodes of the finale. I'm not mad that it's a good finale. What else are you going to do if you don't have to, like, if you have all this time to waste? At least it's not more filler. But there's no way we could have done eight or whatever episodes. So we get, we did the Mia flashback, and then we will rejoin you for part of the finale next time. Well, maybe not next time. Maybe not next time. Which, stay tuned to the end of the episode. We have a surprise. A surprise. A surprise. Um, other, other object to this news is I've been writing law papers for my brother who's in a class that I'm not. Now, back up a second. <laughs> he's in, he's in law school? No. No? What's... He's in a business management finance situation for grad school for some sort of other degree the first degree didn't work out happens to a lot of people (laughs) so this is another bachelor level this is another bachelor level i think degree on business management finance well what was his last bachelor's degree networking how much of that degree did you contribute to I can't put numbers on these (laughs) qualitative analysis (laughs) how much of his homework did you do Listen, do his homework, edit his homework, type out his homework while he sat on Discord with me when he looked at memes on the internet. (laughs) Who could say? This time around, I'm just doing it. Right, okay. This time around, I'm just writing these papers for his business management class on law cases. Mm -hmm. Now, Michelle, you're a lawyer. I am. You went to law school. I did. Why'd you do it? <laughs> Great question. I'm an idiot. That's why. It's bad and it sucks. 
So I found I can only understand things if I read it out loud about 18 times. Yeah. That's about how it takes me. I've been trying to write these two to three page papers on law cases, just single cases, um, and they keep being like six to eight pages. Well, he's got you reading Supreme Court cases, which are the hardest cases, first of all. Unless they're from eight, the 1800s, which are hard. Any case from the 1800s, <gasps> murder. If it's a Supreme Court, court case from the 1800s or earlier, just give up already. If it's a modern day Supreme Court case, still fucking hard, not right? Great, not great. Um, but yeah, no, you're struggling through what most people struggle through in the first semester of law school, which is why your first year of law school is so hard is because you don't know how to read, li- like, You don't know how to do it correctly. Most of law school is teaching you how to read cases, figure out what the law is, find answers to things, you know, and like Bill, like I got mad after law school that I didn't know how, like anything that was going to be on the bar, right? Like Mm -hmm. I didn't know fuck all. They taught me nothing that was going to be on the only exam that mattered. (laughs) But what they did do was teach me (laughs) how to to artificially force myself to memorize massive quantities of information, one. (laughs) Two, how to read cases and dissect them, which has become, that has come in handy when I did practice litigation, which I no longer do because it sucks. (laughs) So (laughs) So really, maybe, Phoenix Wright isn't that bad of an attorney. Law just sucks. (laughs) Possibly. Well, the reason why he's kind of a bad attorney is because he doesn't use any of the law to hit, like he doesn't use any what you're what you're learning is precedent what they call precedent uh-huh and that's like what the law is because other judges have hand like have decided as such mm-hmm. phoenix doesn't read <laughs> phoenix doesn't read he didn't know precedent he doesn't have any he did evidence law that one time because the cops made him <laughs> like, he's not like He's not doing the rules of the trial. He's just fucking around until something works out. My engagement with doing law papers is hopefully over soon. Hopefully. If my brother accidentally takes another law class for his business management finance, I can't stress enough, business and management finance class, where he's also taking an accounting class, which makes sense. You're not doing the accounting. I'm not doing it. He'll fail that class if I touch that. (laughs) I wouldn't sneeze in the direction of that class. He, he loses a letter grade. I can't math. <laughs> I'll struggle through bad. I'll struggle through legal writing before I'll struggle through math can't willingly. <laughs> well, he's got you on contracts now, so it's not so bad. But yeah, contracts aren't so bad, except this case is is so dead from 1995. Well, this case sucks, but, like, the fact that in your business management class you're learning about contracts kind of makes sense. That makes sense. Kind of makes sense. But uh, I'm glad that you, as a non-lawyer, have told told the, the <laughs> our audience, our beautiful audience, how much it fucking sucks. Yeah. so Because they didn't believe me the 75 times I said it. Now yeah. maybe they'll believe you. But believe me, a, a whimsical librarian soul... <laughs> <laughs> Who happens to play lawyer games for the whimsy. And can't eat food. And can't eat food now, so I must sustain myself on the law. Oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Anderson. She wasn't even in the wrong. That's like, I thought it'd be a scandalous case. No, she's like, I don't want to do this movie because there's sex scenes in it. I didn't agree to this. And then they're like, well, we're suing you because your agent said you'd do it. And then the judge was like, there's no oral contract you can prove here. 
And that's it. Gavel, 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 gavel. See, I can't explain things in a paper the way I do on this podcast. No, well, yeah. Uh, Which is unfortunate, but, you know, c'est la vie and all that jazz. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else we got? Um, So that's that's the personal corner. You know, you didn't ask, but there it is. so we have we have the anime to talk about. We got the two cases from the Mia case, the the first Mia case, the Terry flaws, and then um not too much in the way of emails. Jams came through. Jams for the clutch win always. <laughs> always for the clutch. I do want to say I apologize. Look, I just want to clear this up if in case anyone hadn't figured it out yet. We always post at the last day of the month at this point. Like we, and I've been pretty consistent about this now for multiple years. We release once a month on the last day of the month. So if you want to get your clutch emails in, get them in like five days before the end of the month and you're golden. Which I will say, my bad OG Master Mask, I did just not read your email. I didn't see it <laughs> oh, last no. month. Which was just comments on the case, on on the anime. So... My bad. That was me. But yeah, so we post on the last day of the month, so around this week we do post things, so or we do start recording. Uh let's see. Core Records apparently has a Twitter. CoreRecords.net. That's nice. Follow them on Twitter. I don't, yeah. but I might. And they just kind of post things about achievements of the PS4 post and interesting kind of funny stuff. Uh she couldn't answer your question on uh, Jeff Bezos and economics. Oh. Um, Damn. But uh, he could crash the American economy by naming his car the American economy. There. And then crashing it. Okay, that's very good. So Get your brother who's taking a marketing <laughs> class to tell me whether Jeff Bezos can destroy... Ask him to ask his teacher for me. His teacher doesn't respond to emails. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, let's see. The anime for case 3-1, which is Turnabout Memories, which is... They're all, so all the cases are named like the same <laughs> shit, right? So it's really hard to know. Isn't that the Miles one? Uh, is it the first, it's the first Dahlia thing. Oh, it's the Feeny case. It's the Feeny case, sorry. <laughs> we, had to, we have an Ace Attorney podcast, so <laughs> we had to Google that shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, was pretty okay, felt rushed, but what do we expect? Didn't super like how they did Dahlia's character in the game. She only has a couple of brief moments where she snaps and directs her personality. But in the anime, she spends like half of the trial being angry and sarcastic and kind of lessens her creepiness and her breakdown. And the game is sudden and scary. Like I think that's true. Like, I think that she's not as as demonic in the anime because she's uh, she's clearly manipulative, which adds to it. But she's not like got that creepy... Uh... Demon shit. Yeah, well, they they brought it in, and, like, we only see her as a demon in the games when she's a literal demon. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, OG does not like the new opener, because oh. no one can like this new opener. It's so bad. It's bad. We've watched it every single time, which is not... Because we don't We don't watch it every opener every single time on every show. I do want to say that. We do skip them, but the way that we're watching it, it's hard to skip it. But I've watched it now like three times, and I'm trying to give it a chance every time, and I can't. It's The song no. is not Ace Attorney. It's a whatever song, not Ace Attorney. The opener itself doesn't. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, let's see. But the new ending is is her favorite so far. 
a bunch of, which is because it's official art. I mean, yeah, it's just because it's official art flashing on the screen. And I like that official art. Yeah. It is kind of stuff like, you know, you get, you get your Miego having coffee mm-hmm. and then you get Dahlia knitting Phoenix sweater. And like, yeah, it's cute, but it's also official art. Yeah. And that's probably Iris disguised as Dahlia. Yeah. The seashell, seashell episode was fun, I guess. <laughs> you know? You know, the, there's been worse filler. And I said that last time. It, the filler has been worse than that. Yeah. Know? Um, that's, that, the response here is it's, it's probably the best filler. I don't know if I agree with I that. I mean, Manfred and Pancakes, despite my rage and it existing, was a good, solid episode with Cow Lady and everything. I kind of did really like the use of Cow Lady and, like, logic, except for the fact where we have to deal with Manfred going, I don't know why I adopt this kid, better give him to an orphanage. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's problems with that episode. I don't know. I think most fondly, I think, is Edgeworth going, Papa, I have a dog now. <laughs> I think that one's the one I feel most fondly of. Oh, my God. But that doesn't mean it was good. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, why was Maya in a flashback wearing a school girl's uniform? If she was actually going to school, she wouldn't go to regular school. You know, like, there were so many things. You can't just throw Maya in a school uniform. Do they have homeschooling in Japan? Like, is that a thing? It seems like... Only America is the insaneest country that would let fucking random ass parents school their children, right? I assume other countries do, but I don't know if Japan is one of them. Because the study culture is so hardcore. Yeah, well, if you were homeschooled, you'd never get into high school, right? Like, Right, and you'd never get into a college if yeah. that was the case. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about Japan that way. Uh, but anyway, OG thought this episode overall, besides Maya randomly in a school uniform, uh, was very sweet, and it made sense to have a filler case then, since it's between the two Mia cases, and it would be weird to have those back-to-back. Yeah. I guess. Or you could just put them in fucking order. You could just not do it back-to-back, you morons. You, you could just... You crazy people. In chronological but, order. Yeah. Well, not even chronological. Like, game order. Or game order. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Whatever. Uh, my only comments is what on, on these episodes, I guess I'll hold off until we talk about the, the, the two episodes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, James, thank you. Thank you, OG. Uh, James said, uh, haven't emailed for like the past six episodes because they keep getting distracted and keep reading the email. So you're forgiven, but don't do it to me again. <laughs> I need you. You don't have to email every time. You just got to come in with the clutch <laughs> when you do. <laughs> let's see. James hasn't been watching most of the anime, uh, but we're funny. So thanks, James. Oh, good. (laughs) This is comforting to me, not just because we've been told that we're funny, but because uh, that means that we are able to communicate what is happening in the anime to people who are not watching it, which was my concern. I was very concerned that it just sounds like nonsense. <laughs> it just sounds like insane. I saw the anime and I'm participating in the discussion about the anime and it is nonsense and it is insane. So, But at least we're being accurate. <laughs> being or accurate. understandable at least. Yeah. So I hope everyone else feels that way as well. Uh, let's see. James did go out of their way to watch The Train Case. And that was bonkers. <laughs> Good. I'm glad they watched the train case. They watched the dub, so they got all the English names. It honestly was the highlight of the case. Oh god, they've dubbed it. It's dubbed. It's we're dubbed? just we're starting. We're kind of behind now in the episodes, yeah. but I don't think they're. 
were they doing? They weren't doing a simulcast for this one, but they've dubbed it already. Wow. Which is pretty great. Um, Avery Richman in particular was loved. Uh, the classic name pun, which reminds me of like a Luke at me or, or Paul, yeah. politician. Very <laughs> obvious, but still funny. I think politician is like the best one lately, I think, honestly. <laughs> politician was good because it was one that I didn't understand until I think you said it to me. And It's one of those not-solids-out-loud situations. Yeah. So, feelings on the case itself about the train. Whilst Ace Attorney definitely does things to make no sense all the time, this was a whole new level. <laughs> Why did a very rich man want to host a retrial on a train if he was just going to blow it up the train and commit suicide anyway? Why was the pub- Why was the public allowed on a train that was intended for a retrial and also intended to blow up? How did Miles Edgeworth go to law school with Turnbill in Japan <laughs> when he was studying in Germany with Manfred? Yeah. Why did a very rich man need to hijack his own train? Right. All of these are great questions. We have no answers. Another thing that's weird to me is all of the anime new episodes, excluding the train, exist to give backstories to each of the characters, like the ocean case and the pancakes. <laughs> uh, but the Trials and Tribulation already has incredible backstory-heavy game, with Phoenix and Mia's backstory is already super integral to the game. So yeah. if you're trying to watch the anime without playing the games, this would get convoluted. And this is what I think, which is one day when I make Aaron watch it <laughs> in a room without me, and then get him to record his thoughts <laughs> without me so I don't skew them... I'm very interested to hear what someone who has no exposure to Ace Attorney thinks of this. I it, I wish we had that resource. And the problem is we can't farm that through our network of Ace Attorney listeners, right? Like, right. The only hope we have is either Aaron or getting Brent to watch. Like, Jesse hasn't watched this whole anime with us because she's been busy. Yeah. So maybe we can get Jesse and Brent to watch it and then talk to Brent. But the problem is Jesse would has seen it and played the games. Yeah. So Jesse Jesse has to keep her mouth shut, which she's better at than when we first started this podcast. Yeah, so who knows? But maybe we can get Aaron and or Brent to give us ideally, their thoughts. Ideally I'd get those two in a room. And I would I would make Rachel from episodes one and two of Eighth Object to This, Rachel moderate that discussion. Yeah. That That's, would be good. But this is like Probably never going to happen. Unfortunately. So if you know two people who have not seen Ace Attorney and would like to watch all of the anime and have a discussion about it, let me know. <laughs> yeah, let us know, please. Uh, more on the filler case is that they're filler in the... They're, they're just that. They're filler in the main season. I feel like if if there was a season full of original cases instead of retelling the originals for like the seventh time, the anime would probably be a lot better if it had more freedom to work with different stories fitted to the format of the anime. But on the other hand, this really could backfire since the original cases of anime haven't been that good. So like we have these cases like which we've said have been problematic cases that are being ported over from the game, just being retold in an anime. The pacing's weird. The animation's bad. You know though, like I would, Kind of, if they wanted to do a shitty Ace Attorney non-canon anime with their, like, with the quality of animation we have and just see what nonsense they come up with, that would not be making up backstory and things. Because the filler that we get is not, usually, aside from the train case, it's not a full case, you know? Yeah. It's Manfred and Pancakes, right? Like, it's it's how did Miles get his dog? Like, all these questions that nobody had. <laughs> but if you if you actually gave them like here you go here's a full season of TV 
don't fuck with the backstories of the characters that are, like, don't leave the characters alone. Like, you can use them, but don't, like, mess with them and come up with whatever nonsense you want. I wonder what it would be like. Do you mean what we call anime versus plausible? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. I think it would be a good show. All I'm saying is constantly Capcom at me. We've given you so much free swag, free content. <laughs> ideas free for free, swag. Ideas for swag, content, pretty good cases, funny characters like Dasani-san and Mofina-chan. And Justin. You know what? I'll give you Justin Case. You can have him. I you, just want you can, royalties, honestly. Yeah, you can have Justin if you give us a full season of shitty anime that is not rehashing some more. It's if if that gets announced instead of Apollo Justice anime, I'll, I'd actually be okay with it. <laughs> um, I can't. I don't know if we're gonna get an Apollo. We're not Justice. gonna get an Apollo Justice anime. This anime's been so bad. We firmly have sw- we've firmly planned ourselves in the camp of it's bad. Well, the, yeah, it's bad. But we, like the 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 fact that it's being dubbed so fast makes me wonder. Like, if we're gonna get any more. It's... I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. I, that's all I can say. Do we want any more? <laughs> what else do we have? Well, we have nothing. We so have that's, nothing. that's true. Is we've got nothing. I got this email from Jams continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, so we brought up last time, Feeny, what happened between the sweet, innocent boy who loved justice growing up into Feeny. Yeah. The the mess. So James thinks that it all had to do with Miles Edgeworth and trust. <laughs> when Phoenix was a child, he was happy because he had good friends and was friends with Miles. After DL6, Miles had to leave and probably didn't explain properly to Phoenix why, which would leave Phoenix to think it might have been his fault. Phoenix starts to spiral into loneliness because his only friend is Larry. <laughs> Isn't the best friend out there. Feeny is desperate for love, attention, and most importantly, he's desperate for someone to trust. As soon as he finds out about the demon prosecutor, Miles Edgeworth, he goes to the library to find out some more. As soon as Dahlia shows him the slightest bit of affection, he falls head over heels with her. When, Ma- when Mia first defends him, his first thought is to ditch his entire art degree and become a lawyer purely because it's the first time someone has really trusted in him. Phoenix's whole idea is about trusting and trusting your client no matter what. And without that trust, he would have... Without that trust, he becomes Feeny. Um, which, like... I like this idea, but we, it's gotta, there's something has to, more traumatic, I think, that has to happen. And maybe not, like, like, traumatic, traumatic, but. Well, I mean, like, it's sort of, like, if this is true, and I think that, that you got a good, got a great framework here, but he, this means that he also needs to not have any parents or family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, everyone else in these freaking games is an orphan for no reason, so, like, why not? But it's, it's, uh, like, if Miles and Larry are his only support system and this happens, I'll give it to you. But if he has literally any other support system, this seems a touch, uh, it seems like there needs to be another catalyst. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, I mean... He could grow up to become an angsty teen who doesn't like his parents very much and never, like, let that relationship might never get better. You, yeah, but if I look at Feeny, yeah. I don't think that kid hates his parents. 
<laughs> I think that kid can't make his own lunch, and his mom still puts wet naps in his lunchbox. That's what I think when I look at Feeny. Yeah, I get you. Um, and she goes to Costco twice a week because he drinks that much milk. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Phoenix before Dahlia. Like, right? Because we get, we we see Feeny as Feeny. Yeah. Deep in, sweater, cold killer, Z. <laughs> what is it anymore, X or Z? <laughs> um, you know, but like, is there, is Dahlia a catalyst for Feeny transition? Or was he already ready to be that, that, that man? No, he was ready because she came in with, because need I remind you, she came into the library and she said, hold this for me. And he goes, my soulmate, <laughs> I love this forever. Like, he, he was there. Like, yeah. granted, the person that this happened to was was evil. Like, right, granted, it was Dolly and she was evil. But, like, if it had been a normal person, they'd be married for 25 years, right? <laughs> right. So, like, being alone and losing faith and losing trust in everyone I feel, yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't flow if it's just Miles pulled apart and all he had was Larry. Because, like, well, Larry is the worst. Wouldn't being only friends with Larry make you, like, highly perceptive? Like, you'd never get grifted on the street, right? Because Larry's your best friend. Right. It seems like you would be overly, uh, cautious, cautious and skeptical of everything. Or you'd become a second Larry. And, Feeny's not that far off from Larry in a way. In one way, yeah. In the like hard eyes girls crazy way, he's very close to Larry. But in every other way, he, maybe. So I mean, maybe. Maybe teenage Larry was a lot more like, come on, man, let's go to the mall and pick up chicks. And Phoenix goes, all right. That makes Phoenix a little scummy is all. Well, I don't think it's pick up chicks, though, because Larry, and Larry has always been like this. Like, he's not looking for a sugar mama. He's he's not like a playboy in that he he wants to date one person forever. Like, he, yeah. he always thinks that it's a true love situation. Like, think of the, the um, time travel case. He sees a lady dressed in in a wedding dress, and he's like, that, like, Larry Scummy. I'm not saying what I'm about to say is okay. He's like, that's my wedding. That's my wife. She's beautiful. I want to marry that. And then he, like, goes and fucks everything up. But, like, he's, he's not a playboy for the sake of being a playboy. He's very monogamy-focused as far <laughs> as a playboy goes. You're right. So if, like... Reduce that, like, take the scummy out of Larry. Let's let's put him at a teenager, make him a little less scummy, right? So, well, Larry did steal the money in elementary school. He, no, yeah. So <laughs> he's got the grifter spirit in him, right? Like, he's not redeemable. Larry, we're not redeeming Larry here, but let's think about it. It's not let's go to the mall and pick up chicks. It's let's go to the mall and find our future wives. <laughs> it's like, like, like he. Specifically targets ladies in the, in the, like, goal of, I don't, what's, American Gothic, right? Like, that's, <laughs> he's shopping for a wife. He's shopping for a wife. 
And so if you have your scummy best friend your whole life and that scummy best friend has one goal and that's to find a soulmate and settle down and marry them and he goes and looks at David's bridal for fun, like... (laughs) Then maybe Phoenix is like never seen anybody he's ever liked before because Miles is coming. <laughs> and then this pretty girl comes in when he's at court and he's like, it is, Larry was right, destiny's real, this is the perfect meet cute. You know, like that's, yeah. you watch the notebook too much. Like, <laughs> Larry's favorite movie would be, mm, would it be Notebook or Titanic? Oh, Larry's Larry's favorite movie is Titanic. There's yeah, yeah. a naked lady in it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Phoenix's favorite movie is The Lake House. <laughs> Which one's Miles' favorite movie? <laughs> Miles's favorite movie is the book. Um, God, what's that book that Jose lied that said that he read? Infinite Jest. Yes. Miles' favorite movie is the book Infinite Jest. I was going to say, uh, it's David Attenborough. I also thought David Attenborough. I was like, it's got to be something David Attenborough. But no, that's like too relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it ha- it, it can't be anything with adorable animals in it. Well, Miles does like animals, but he wouldn't have his favorite movie be something that is cute animal. Well, I was going to say, David Attenborough's animals usually aren't cute. They're just informational and, like, wonderful. Like, in the in the awe sense of wonder. Like, oh, whoa. I don't think, I don't think Miles Edgeworth knows wonder. Like, oh, he doesn't feel it, but that's what most of us would consider. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Informational, I guess. What's the... No, Miles Edgeworth listens to true crime podcasts, okay? Like, his favorite is... His true crime podcast. It's like documentaries about the Zodiac Killer. But, like, like if Miles Edgeworth had one one guilty pleasure, rom-com, or Oh, it has to be a rom-com? It doesn't be a rom-com. Maybe just a rom. (laughs) Just a rom, no com. (laughs) Rom sans con. Well, because the Notebook and Titanic at the Lake House, none of those are rom-coms. Okay, Miles Edgeworth's secret favorite romance movie. Oh, fuck. It's Pride and Prejudice, isn't it? Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's like the the one with Kate Blanchett. No, what's her name? Uh, Kristen... No, no, no. That girl from Pirates. Yes. Kira Knightley. It's the Kira Knightley Pride of Prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I was like, and down to Andy. Yeah, because I was like, it's not Brokeback Mountain. It's not Brokeback. No, it's not Brokeback Mountain. He doesn't like cowboys. No. And then the Notebook. We couldn't find. Like, I don't think he. It's would. not the Notebook. It's not, it's not any Nicholas Barks because they're all too convoluted, which is why Phoenix likes them. Yeah, he would. Phoenix's second favorite movie is the Notebook. I think. Romance movie. Well, what's that shitty one that was um about the lady who like killed her husband and then ran away to a little beach town and then fell in love with the dude and his kid and then uh, then the the people who are like come come after her because that's it. It's not the notebook. It's that one. That that plot's really popular, <laughs> um, because- but it's a Nicholas Sparks. Okay, I haven't read any actual Nicholas Sparks book. There's a there's a book called Sunburn by somebody else who more or less has that exact plot, except she runs away from the kid too. Um, and then there's a movie starring Jennifer Lopez called Enough, where she takes her kid and she leaves her abusive husband and then comes back and punches him real good and kills him. That's a good movie. I am realizing as I attempt to Google search this how it's Safe Haven. Thank oh. you, Google. You did it. Safe Haven. 
Yeah. That's his other one. I not the notebook. the cover. Yeah. I watched that movie. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. Mom probably. Sounds like a mom movie. Um... I'd say we got off topic here. Not that there really was a topic. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that, I think Jams has laid a great framework for us, but I think that there is an additional something, There's something. There's a different catalyst, but we did unlock a level of Larry is a factor. I think Larry is a factor. Larry, some, some shit that Larry said to him that day explains his reaction to Dahlia when she enters the room. I like, think so. I think that is 100% the case. Some sort of destiny-ass bullshit. Like... Yeah. I mean, uh, James James concludes their thoughts with saying, like, um, Phoenix wants to, you know, really trusted in Miles because of that whole lunchroom situation, lunch money situation, and Phoenix wants his clients to trust him and always trust him because me and Edgeworth trusted his innocence when he's in a rough time, and that's what makes sense to them. So, like... Yeah. Phoenix has trust issues. I agree with that. I agree with that. And then there's some plausible versus anime, which we're not going to do this time, but keep sending gonna, those in. Yeah, we're not going to play that, but James will put yours in the hat and the box. And we will we will come back to the hat and the box. Um, so now we can talk about the two episodes we did watch mm-hmm. for this time, which was the very first Mia case with Terry Flaws. Yeah. We don't remember this case in the games. <laughs> I mean, uh, we remember it existed. We don't remember, we remember the, the, outcome. the details. It's been so long, so Stephanie luckily is going to play these games again. <laughs> I am. It's my payment for, for this law class is to get the lawyer game on the Switch. Yeah. Um. How do we feel about Terry? Classic problem, not broad enough. Not angular enough. Very right. soft. Terry's scars have never made sense to me. Which is something I thought of this, because you see the flashback when Dahlia is... Well, let's, let me back up for a second. For other people who don't remember this fucking thing. Mia's first case is defending Terry Falls, who is on death row for the kidnapping of Dahlia Hawthorne. And subsequent murder by dumping her off of a bridge. That's why he's on death row. And it's Dusky Bridge. It's Dusky Bridge. So the cop... Who was there at the scene at the time when he, when the original, when Dahlia Hawthorne went over the bridge was Dahlia's sister, who I believe his name was Valerie. Yes. Let's go look it up, but that sounds right. I think it's Valerie Hawthorne. So the, that was the cop. She put him in jail. Great. So now we're here in the present. Terry had escaped from police custody to go meet with the sister, Detective Hawthorne. Um, they meet on the bridge and the, then, this detective Hawthorne is found dead she's in the trunk. Cop. I don't think she's a detective. Oh, cop, cop Hawthorne. I'm Officer. just not saying Valerie because I don't know if it's really her name. So she, cop Hawthorne, is then found stabbed in the back in the trunk of the car that Terry Falls is driving. That's where Mia comes in. Mia is it's here. Valerie. It is Valerie. Yeah. Wow. Good job, me. So Mia's here. Diego is her second. Like, in court, we're here to prove the innocence. Bratworth is... It's also Bratworth's first case as prosecutor. Um, Some shit happens with, like, she was supposed to wear a white scarf. Well, it was actually kind of blue and not white at all, but it was good enough. And then Dahlia is a witness because she was standing across the craggy rocks and got a picture of it with the timer on her phone. 
on not her, her phone, on her, on her digital camera, because we don't, <laughs> on her digital camera, she got a picture of it. Throughout the process, it's revealed that through Mia and Diego that it is, um, it was actually Terry Falls came to the bridge, was early, went to go to his and Dahlia's special spot under a tree where they buried something mysterious. When during that time, Dahlia meets with her sister, kills her, stuffs her body in the trunk of the car, then dresses up as the sister in order to meet with Terry. He doesn't recognize her because it's been five years and apparently he's very bad at face recognition. Um, the reason all this happened is because Valerie and Dahlia originally framed Terry. They had a fake kidnapping with a ransom of a very expensive jewel, gem, whatever, because the Hawthorne family are jewelers. So they wanted a ransom with this expensive gem. They got the gem. That's where things turned because it was supposed to be Dahlia and Terry run away. Dahlia instead took the gem, put it in her backpack, and jumped off the bridge so now Valerie has been feeling bad about this for five years. She also shot him. She also shot him and testified such that he was put on death row. She so feels bad. She feels bad. She is going to finally come clean and make everything public. Dahlia doesn't want that to happen, so she kills her and frames Terry yet again. That's where we're at. So, backing up. Terry, in the flashbacks that we see of when he when he when the fake kidnapping happened... He's still got those marks on his face. Yeah. Like, and I forget, but I think when you press him in testimony in the game, he tells you how he gets those scars. And I think it was a childhood accident. I could not remember. I can't remember. I could see if court records has a snippet about it. Maybe, but I don't remember because they look like barbed wire. It's never said actually how he got the marks on his face as court records. So I made that up. Yeah. Um, it does look like barbed wire, wire, but he has these marks in in the first flashback of like him kidnapping a fifteen year old Dahlia. Yeah. Um. So he always has them according to Ace Attorney. Um. Uh. But it, I I needed them to acknowledge them. Yeah, it would have been nice. I because like if I'm watching this anime without playing the games, I but know the games exist. I'd assume that they just didn't explain it and it. It's in the game. And there's a reason, but there's no, there isn't. Yeah. Oh, well. There's, so there's that. Um, I'm very glad they cut out the parts of Terry chewing on his, his ball and chain. He did it a little, but not as bad. Because I think he breaks his teeth on it in the game. In the game, he does. And yeah. this one, he holds it close to his face, but he never chomps on it in the oh. anime. Because I was waiting for it. Okay. You know how you're waiting for Phoenix to eat glass? I was. I was... I was waiting for for flaws to uh to to break his fucking teeth on this ball. Yeah. And he did not, which I appreciated. But um you know, the outfit is from the game and we don't like it. Yeah. It's the like corny prison stripes with the hat and everything and it's not like I would have been okay if they changed that cuz it was a bad. It's a bad. But that like the implications there, right, would be like this is what Simon Blackwell was wearing in prison also. <laughs> Right. But then again, we saw um, Christoph, and he's wearing his fucking suit, but we know he paid that situation yeah, through. That. <laughs> well, it also implies that they all have balls and chains on all the time, but Blackwell doesn't. I guess we updated our prisons slightly? Well, because usually you get, like, you get shackled if you're a prisoner, if you're, like, 
you're not in prison. You're being transported. Yeah, but not right? with a ball and chain. Not with a ball and chain. So I guess like that's why Blackwell always got chains. But like flaws, like I guess they just gave him the ball. Well, Blackwell's shackles are also electrified because they know he can bust out of them. Yeah, that's true. Oh my man, <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, uh, Bratworth looks fine. Um, my 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 critique on Bratworth is he's very boxy. It comes out like maybe it's because like I I wanted cosplay quality and it looks like <laughs> it's just like it looks like a bad cosplay to me. He's made out of cardboard, but you know it could be worse. Yeah, and it's he's well. The other thing is he's not a brat. He's not a brat at all in this. Oh no, he's a little he's ignorable baby. He's an ignorable baby, and he helps a little bit, and then he spies on them a little bit at the end. He has feelings, like you could see him he have has feelings. feelings. Yeah, and it's like. This, I know, is because Edgeworth is your golden meal ticket Ace Attorney series. Edgeworth is your little fan favorite, everyone loves him, miracle child baby. But, like, could you, for, like, could you let him have some, like, because, because we've seen it, Edgeworth is never bad in the anime. Like, Edgeworth is never fucked up and bad, because we see him as a child killing it, being noble and shit. We see him as an adult just kind of ashamed of not talking to Phoenix anymore, but he never fucking does anything wrong. No. Like, the 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 shadow of forging evidence is, like, a real shadow over him in the games. Yeah, because um, it's a thing that happened. Yeah, and it, like, comes up in the Emma case, too, is because he's got that prosecutor award, and he's like, it's not, I don't want this because of the the meaning behind it, which is, like, that he forged evidence, maybe. Or used forged evidence, knowing it was forged, yeah. right? But in this, he never, like, they, he hid the scarf. Like, they, Mia's like, ah, she's wearing the scarf in this picture, and he's she's not wearing it in this picture. And he's like, oh, you mean this scarf? And Gumshoe's like, why did you hide that from me? It's not like the scarf was forged. It was just withheld. Which it was is just, like, a, a... Classic Ace Attorney, honestly. Classic Edgeworth, too. It yeah. was just, like, Edgeworth was like, oh, this is my money shot. Like, look at the scarf. Look at this updated to- autopsy report. You yeah. Know, we don't get enough of that in the anime. No, huh? we don't get any updated up. But it's it just bothers me, because, like, Edgeworth is... he It detracts from the complexity of his character, I think. Yeah. And, like, it makes the, the character development he does go through less meaningful. If he's... If he had, if he was good and fine and perfect as a child, and then good and fine and perfect as a prosecutor, he didn't, like, we know that Manfred doesn't love him, except we don't! Pancake Manfred does love him! Like, Pancake Manfred has feelings. Pancake Manfred specifically didn't give him up for adoption, because he was so proud. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So anyway, um, I'm sad about Bratworth a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it was just like, but, and what, like, Bratworth was, was not good, like, in this, like, he was just there, but it, the episodes really, they felt kind of different, because they really focused on Mia narratively. Yeah. But also, with Diego Armando there, felt like I, like, I was listening to in-game dialogue. Finally. It was, finally, they, they nailed that feeling of, this is a tutorial, kitten. You need to click the evidence button now. <laughs> yeah, they really did. But it didn't make me mad. I was just confused. Why now? Yeah. I thought it was good. Like, if we had been doing that the whole time, 
where it it's and it really comes in where your assistant in court is saying things like nudging you towards the answer. Instead of Phoenix screaming on his knees. <laughs> instead, of, yeah, instead of Phoenix falling to his knees and screaming in the middle of the courtroom until he finds the answer, we got Diego Armando actually leading her around, but like subtly, not like not like overtly, which is what playing the game is like, is you press everything and then your assistant says like, oh, that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what I want. His metaphor about coffee was just like, ah, uh, like this was this was some pretty straightforward black coffee, except there was a little taste of something different in there, wasn't it? Yeah, completely useless. Thanks, Diego. But that's what the game is like. That's what the game is like. <laughs> and it was foreshadowing about the poison later. Oh. Um, the other thing was you brought up was like Terry. Terry speaks like a broken person. I don't remember that either in the game. Yeah, I mean he talks. I think it was accurate when they had him saying thing like like I didn't do nothing or I didn't do nothing. Yeah. He said. And that's like that's fine. But he there's a difference between like dr- dropping the ends of words and being very very informal like that and then dropping entire words, which yeah. in this he does that a lot. I I thirst like I, I, I thirst bring water. Yeah, like, some, like it was weird the way he, and maybe that was the Japanese, and then it'll be different. But he would drop entire, like he talked like a caveman. Yeah, and and that's not how I remember him talking in the game. I remember him talking like a little Brooklyn. Yeah, or like a, I don't know, I don't know, but it, you know, like in movies, how people like gangsters talk, kind of. Yeah, not like. Gangsta gangsters, but I mean like your lowliest mob person, right? Yeah. Not like whole she jump off bridge, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> she jump off bridge is like a lie. She jump off bridge. <laughs> she jumped off the bridge. I go know, to like, special place in our special place. Like what are you doing? What are you doing? So the rest of the case shakes out, which I don't remember where the first episode ends and the second one starts because we watched them back to back. Um, the revel it's the break is the revelation that Dahlia because Dahlia comes in under a fake name to testify, and the revelation that Dahlia is probably Dahlia Hawthorne. Yeah, is the where the episode, and then we come into the next episode trying to convince them to believe that Dahlia is Dahlia. Yeah. And we go through all the motions where Dahlia's like, you can't prove it was me. I've just been recently in a country with a lot of war and no paperwork. Yeah. But listen to my perfect Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> um, Terry doesn't recognize her at all, Mm-mm. which is strange. She looks exactly the same. Yeah, same hair, like, same Same everything. hair, same length. It's like not the same dress, but it is a strapless dress. Like, yeah. it's exactly. And that's like, poor Terry. But, like, could you try a little bit to make them look different than when they, you know? Just just try. And not the sister. I get he doesn't know what the sister looks like. Even though she looks exactly, literally the same. Fine. Like, you don't have to remember the sister. But this, like, girl that you claim to love more than anything, who is your angel or whatever, creepy as it is because she was 14, I'm not saying it's okay, but you would know what she looks like. Or sound like, at least, or something. Or, like, exactly the hairstyle. Like, when Phoenix sees mm. Iris, remember when Phoenix yeah. sees Iris, who looks exactly the same as Dahlia, except her hair's gray? He's like, 
he's not like, wow, I don't remember what my girlfriend looked like five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, there's a reaction and recognition for both of them. Yeah. Um, But it goes through where Diego keeps leading you through the case. Canadian judge is there. He's not Canadian Japanese. He's not, yeah, he's... It's a different judge. His middle part, part balding is very interesting. Yeah, he's got the biggest part. The biggest but, part. Uh, he's much more competent than Uji is. For sure. Much more competent. Um, And then we go through it where Mia's like, I don't have evidence, Terry. You have to testify. You have to say the truth. You have to say the truth. And then he takes the poison and you watch him slowly die because he's not yeah. sweating. He's giving some testimony. He says that it was the cop so he can let Dahlia off scot-free. And Dahlia, like, does that same thing she did before. She gets that personality flip where she stops being sweet and starts saying, like, you can't prove it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, so he falls over. We're screaming, we need a medic. Mia's holding Terry in her arms, crying. And then we kind of cut. And then it's just Mia and Diego in the courtroom, dark at night. This bothered me so much. This bothered me so much. Because in the game, Terry dies, and it's very like, oh my god. And then Diego crushes the cup. Right then. Like, in the heat of the moment, basically. Like, crushes the cup in his hand and starts bleeding. In this one, the way that we do it here, we've waited approximately all day. Because court starts at 9. Yeah. So we've waited the entire day. And then we're standing in the courtroom, just me and Diego alone. And Mia's, like, crying. And he's like, you can't cry. And then he crushes the cup and says that, you know, a lawyer can only cry when it's all over. Miles Edgeworth is by the door, secretly watching and having emotions. Um, But it's nighttime now. (laughs) It's nighttime now. You grant it. It's cool dramatic lighting. Yeah. It's four, five, six hours later and you decide now you're going to crush a cup on a crime scene and put your blood around. Yeah. Like if it was heat of the moment, okay. But like now it's like... Silly. And then what... Di- so what have you guys been doing all day? Like, court ended with the... I with the guy died. Some sort of testimony about this guy dying. Like, they went to... The cops took him in and they did the... And then they went and had a nice dinner and came back? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. You're not supposed to think that far. <laughs> I think is what they thought. Because also, if you had to go, like, give your little testimony, except for there was cops there and millions of witnesses, so maybe we don't need them to give the test but that means that you guys have been together all day talking about this all day so now is it's only now the time like that mia's crying that mia's not crying and then now is the time that he's like crushing cups and stuff it's been all day it has been all day i didn't like that the lighting looked good but why did you do that I told you the only reason they did i know but i don't (laughs) like it just fair um, I will say, though, these two episodes I have been more engaged with than I had been for most of the season. <laughs> That's true. I felt invested in the action and the pacing I felt was fine. And I think it was because the Diego nudging mm-hmm. really felt like, I don't know. I just felt like I got, I was pushed along and a good thing. Oh, we get the end where Phoenix is in the hospital. The reveal is he's oh, looking yeah. this up on a computer like he knows how computers work. <laughs> and also like that's. Crazy, because we haven't seen... And that's how the Mia case starts, is it starts with him in the hospital, yeah. and you're supposed to be like, oh, why is he there? So I guess this is the ending of, like, oh, why is he there? But it's also in the middle of the goddamn day when he's doing this, and the other time it was at night. Yeah. Because you see Phoenix, like, 
You see the barest illumination of Phoenix's face from the laptop screen and then like hospital equipment near him and you're like, what's going on? And this is like, Phoenix is like, well, that was a fun read. And then he looks out the window to the birds and shit. Like with an IV in his fucking arm. Yeah. At a hospital. So, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, it's whatever. But, um, I have the problem I have with everything is just put these episodes at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Just do them first. Or do it in the case order. Do it in the order the cases were in in the game if you're going to copy the game. I do wish it had been case order very badly. It's just... Or even do the two Mia cases and then do the rest of the game. And, then, like, that's fine, too. But we don't usually get mad that Ace Attorney games are paced well. Because <laughs> I feel like our biggest thing about Spirit of Justice was that it was in all in the wrong order. Yeah. So, like, hey, Trials and Tribulations is perfect. Like, yeah. don't fuck with it. Don't like, fuck with it. <laughs> the pacing is perfect. Yeah. I'll I'll give you that one. I'm just trying to see what OG said about these episodes, which was, does Terry's face have the barbed wire pattern on the flashback before we went to jail? We're not sure if it was like that in the game, but it was like this in the anime, and yeah. we don't know. Uh, Dusky Bridge looks way too sturdy and should be falling <laughs> apart. It should be just a row of planks that are falling apart. It it wasn't probably like that 15 years ago, but it will be like that probably when we see it again. Yeah. Because Terry, in... In the theory, Terry picked up that picked up Valerie and then walked off with his ball and chain, not falling through the the holes between the planks was the funniest thing to That's me. That's pretty funny, yeah. I was just like, oh, we also see Gumshoe in his tan coat. They give yeah, us that. Yeah, Gumshoe but, was fine. Gumshoe was fine. I will say overall, animation was not as bad as it has been. Yeah. Not to say it was perfect. Not as bad as it has been. Um, Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because it's Mia. And I'm Maybe. more engaged because I like Mia a lot. I, li- I thought I liked Phoenix. I, I do. I think I like Phoenix. I think I like Phoenix. I I, I don't think I like anime Phoenix. <laughs> I don't think I like lay down on his knees in the middle of court screaming Phoenix because he needs a good talking to. A good <laughs> a good uh, lawyers don't cry till it's all over talking to. But uh, whatever. Yeah. That's pretty much it though. That's I all think I got that's here. It, yeah. Um, do we want to tell everyone our news, or do we want to make them suffer through our usual? <laughs> we can tell. Oh, we can tell them the news, and the the news is we're gonna do a crossover with another podcast. Everybody, uh, it's very exciting. So exciting! We've got a couple of friends who do a podcast called Doctor Game and Stein, um, which is they each play a video game and then they talk about it, and then they cobble it together into some sort of human gameapede. So, so we're gonna do a crossover with them. We're gonna play a game, and we're gonna help them make a, a Game and Steins monster out of it. And then we're gonna have them on here to talk about Ace Attorney because all of them have played Ace Attorney. Yeah. Um, caveat: the game we are going to bring to them is not Ace Attorney. It isn't. It's Aviary Attorney, which is pretty good. You guys, you can't be mad at us it's for that. Ace Attorney adjacent. And here's why: because they've all played Ace Attorney. We're not gonna come and be like, play Ace Attorney again. <laughs> Like, no, we're going to... And the aviary attorney, we haven't played either, so it'll be new for everybody. It should be fun. Um, and they're going to pick some number of games that we don't know, and it'll be... The details be are... Time. Details are hammering up. But mm-hmm. instead of a classic Stephanie Michelle BS 
episode because we have nothing else to talk about. You'll get this. Mm-hmm. And then the episode after we'll talk to them. So look forward to that. Um, their podcast is on... Dr. Gamenstein. Um, I don't know what it is. Sorry. I just like give people a little chance to listen. Yeah. I mean, you look them up in your podcatcher. It's called Dr. Gamenstein. They have various websites and things. I think they're on... Podbean. Podbean. So they're at drgamenstein.podbean.com. Podbean. B-E-A-N. Yeah. Like Nancy. Podbean. Do they have any social media? Um, I'm sure they do, but I don't think they use it. <laughs> I think it's a hey, Twitter. I think they have a Twitter. Remember when we had an Instagram? Uh, I remember when we had an Instagram. Tony! Come here! Tony is one of the people on there. <laughs> Michelle's like, dating Tony. That's why he's also here. Surprise! They live um, together. Uh, uh, so Tony is on Dr. Gamenstein. What are your social medias? Oh, uh, at Dr. Gamencast. Uh, That's easy to spell. Yeah, D-R, game, and cast. Okay. Just the letter N? Yes. Okay, and cast. And that's your Twitter? Yes. Any any other social? Uh, not at the moment. Okay. That's good enough. All right, thank you. You're welcome. See you next month. <laughs> so yeah, you guys can give them a look. Uh, we're going to put the episode we do with them on this on our feed, and then, you know, we'll, we'll interview them there. But, you know, just give them a chance. We're doing something different because we have nothing else better to do. Yeah, honestly, like, give this a chance mostly because it'll help us have content <laughs> to give to you if we take a month off. <laughs> we'll be able to do something fun and new and then come back and talk about Ace Attorney's War. Yeah, but in the meantime, you guys can send us more anime versus plausible, like James did this email. You can send us more questions that you want us to answer. You can send us more crossover podcasts that you can make happen because we're not going to try to interview ProZD again. Come on, you guys. He's too big now. He's too famous now. So scared. (laughs) Eat brick now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But you can do that for the usual stuff. You can uh, email us at objecttothispodcast at gmail.com. Tumblr, objecttothis.tumblr.com. Our usual... Places you can find us, Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Podcast Garden. Podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash object to this. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh no, thank you, Dark Chatterage, too. Oh, oh yeah, that's these important. for our theme song, um, Hey Pal Detective Gumshoe Remix. Whatever garbage. No, well, thank you for the garbage at the end of this. Oh. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? Too hard, and I do, and I do, it's not even hard,